Hello and welcome to For What It's Earth, the podcast that has a little chat about all things nature, climate change, sustainability, tries to break down big topics and asks, is there anything that you and I can do to save the planet just a little bit? I'm Emma. I'm Lloyd. Uh, the answer to that question is always yes. And a little bit. A little bit. Of. And this week we are going to be relevant and current. We're bit going timely. to follow popular culture. And we're going to be talking about Halloween. Squid Game. Oh, yeah, Halloween. Uh, sure. <laughs> Always buy the freshest squids. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Um, we have have you a, seen Squid a Game? Light topic. Hmm? I'm so sorry to disrupt your flow, but have you seen Squid Game? No, I actually haven't. That was no, me jumping me on a bandwagon. No. Uh, no, I haven't seen it either. I'm not interested in it, to be honest. Just people, people I am. Each other for I money. feel like it's going to be so intense. I don't. I'm not. I'm just never quite ready for it yet. I think that's it. I think that's why I don't want to watch it because I get very stressed watching it, and maybe yeah. it is because I find it too intense. Uh, I don't really have the brain space for it. I think and at the moment. I already see the capitalist system ruining everyone's lives. I don't need to uh, necessarily see <laughs> another representation <laughs> or metaphor. Exactly. Exactly. And join us next week on Takedowns of Popular TV, sponsored by Netflix. So everyone's favourite autumnal holiday day event thing that happens. Oh, I don't know. I I prefer bonfire night. Yes, true. Bonfire night where we burn an effigy of a, of a Catholic for, you know, yeah. outdated reasons. And then scare yeah, off the I birds. Quite like fireworks. Just like our I... ancestors wanted to do. I will concede that it is a terrible holiday for wildlife and for nature. Alternatively, let's harvest a lot of food and put it outside and carve faces into it. Exactly. That everyone loves what that one. What could possibly go wrong with Halloween? Well, pl- plenty of things, as it turns out. Yeah. Plenty and of Halloween can be quite a wasteful, wasteful holiday. So, yeah, we thought we're going to dive, dive straight in yeah. and talk about Halloween. But before we do... Not only have we got to do our What One Good Thing Have You and I Done This Week, Lloyd, we've got yeah. a, an influx of listeners' One Good Things as well. So tell me what you've been doing, what one good thing you've done for the planet this week, and then we'll get on to their amazing list. Oh, nothing. Okay, great. I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great start. <laughs> no, I, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I've been so preoccupied with baby and work. <laughs> the baby isn't even born that's... yet, and I'm already... Uh, Slowing down at least. I think that's absolutely fine as an excuse. What I will say is uh, I finally revisited my local market. Nice. First time since COVID, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Because it's closed for a long time and then it's still very busy, which is great. It's great to see it busy. But um, I didn't want to dodge too many people on my way to get tomatoes. Um, Yeah, I hear that. I made another planter out of spare wood. This is so good. You've you've turned into Carpenter Lloyd. Yeah. No, honestly, I've seen your planters. They're good. You're going to have a very green uh, planter-filled garden next spring. Yeah. Well, I know well, that was actually for uh, the, the the mother, not quite in law. Um, um, ah. Oh, not not yet in law, I should say. Oh, not uh, quite. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, nice. I'm sure she'll be thrilled with it. And she listens to this as well. So. Ah. Not yet in law. Um, are you? Is this some kind of podcast exclusive? Are you, you're dropping. No, a no, no, no. Oh no, I'm not. No, that would be the worst way to propose. Can you imagine? <laughs> hey, Bryony, have you listened to this week's episode? Your she, life she, might she, change. She doesn't always listen to it as well. So that would be oh, the we worst. could fly this one under the radar. You might not get in trouble after all. Wait, wait. When she takes hints, I'll be like, I already did it five weeks ago. 
and you clearly didn't listen that's a good way of testing whether she's listened whether we get a reaction or not sandwiched between rivers and plastic pollution i think you'll find (laughs) sorry i'm rambling um so anyway that that was my kind of contributions but not really um what about yourself please please um redeem the both of us (laughs) <laughs> I've got quite a cool one actually I haven't done it yet but by the time this comes out it will be done I'm going to be taking part in or helping out at um, the UK's first pesticide amnesty this weekend that's happening in Bristol this is super I cool so, um, I, I know right you know, it's, it's so you cool so um, the Bristol Natural History Consortium are running a, a pesticide amnesty in Bristol where yeah. um, homeowners can bring their nasty pesticides to us we have a chat with them about about why we're doing a pesticide amnesty and why we're trying to get these bad pesticides off the streets. And um, yeah, and then we basically take loads of pictures and we of of the labels of all of them and we record what chemicals are involved and all of that data can go to Bristol University, who are doing like a long term study of pesticide use in Bristol. Um, and I'm so excited! I, I just thought, what a blinking cool event that's going to yeah, be. So hopefully, why, why did you let me ramble on about a bloody market when you got something cool like that? Obviously, if you should have just said, like, you know what, mate, stop, stop talking. Like, no, one, no one actually wants to hear about your because your everything is good. All good things are good. That, that is the message. I agree. However, yours is very good. But our listeners have been in touch this week. I was actually home. I was actually around to do the Instagram. Let us know what one good thing you've been doing. We've got a, we've got a stonking list. So let's go one for one. I've given you a couple of them. And uh, let's shout out our lovely listeners. So first of all, um, massive shout out to Laura, who has had a bumper week. She wrote in with three different ones. Full disclosure, Laura is my sister. Well done. She bought a car for an epic road trip to avoid flying. Fair play. I can't argue with that one because I've done the same thing with a van so I can holiday in a van rather than going abroad. She's also cut down her crisp consumption because packets are really hard to recycle. Fair, fair play. And, and if you know anything about her, you'll know that crisps are a big part of her life. And I know that this is a big personal sacrifice. I, I never knew that about her. That's really interesting. Um, and she's also been buying secondhand clothes. So nice one. Very good. Can we go back to the crisp situation? What We can. In, in what way would you describe crisps as a big, big part of her life? Um, like almost elevated to the level of best friend. Amazing. It, like if if me and a multi pack of Monster Munch were drowning at sea, I think she'd have a really tough decision. Mm. Well done, mm. Holly. You have been delivering climate literacy training to your local council as part of a university sustainability internship. Very cool. Very right? good. Spread nice. the word, and the people in the councils are very very important because all sort of grassroots work pretty much goes through them. Absolutely. If, if we want to make change, our change makers need to be climate literate. Well done. That's very cool. Fantastic. Jack has, <laughs> has got in touch to say, I bought a refillable wild deodorant. We've influenced him. <laughs> so that's it. We're influencers now. Somebody other than us has called us that. Suck it, Love Island. So thanks very much, Jack. I hope you enjoy your uh, lovely refillable natural deodorant. We we love ours. We do. So happy pits. Yeah, well done. Um, Charlotte has repaired some of her bed sheets. She sewed up nice. some of the holes and replaced buttons instead of buying new ones. That's a really good point. We talked about repairing clothes, but bed sheets is a is a fantastic idea. Yeah, particularly as bed sheets that are like organic cotton and fair trade are quite expensive and hard to find. And so that's good quality, by default, we mostly go for the generic. Probably not great for the planet cotton bed sheets so yeah make them last as long as you can i think that's awesome fantastic well done 
Hannah has been in touch saying that she has found dog food options that come in a more papery and more easily recyclable bags, which is great. And she's also been sewing up the toys that her gorgeous puppy Freddy has been absolutely shredding to make them last a little bit longer because he's just chowing through them. So now she doesn't have to buy new toys all the time. Uh, I can sympathise with that one. Yeah, we've got a few toys that I've put away waiting for a day where we're going to get around to sewing them up. Jenny has run a marine symposium over the weekend um, at work to educate and inspire the public. Well done. Again, getting the message out there is fantastic. If you can inspire just one or two other people, then, you know, it's like um, COVID, but ideas. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, but less virulent. Um, And finally, Jessica, who got in touch, who's actually starting to listen to For What It's Earth from the very beginning... She's on episode seven, so it might take her a long time to listen to her shout out, oh but God, I can well only apologise, Jessica, <laughs> yeah. for the awful state that our, our oldest podcasts are probably pretty shoddy. I don't know. But um, she has been reviewing her bathroom projects and her habits to try and make sustainable swaps. So nice one. Thanks very much. She says after every episode, she sets herself another goal. So, Oh, you're an absolute yes. star. Well done. I love that. Um, Asley, brackets, Ashley, question mark. Probably Ashley. Oh yeah, I, I'm so sorry. I wasn't sure what your name was because your Instagram was private. So I Oh yeah, we're so uncultured. Um so if we've uh, got this just, wrong, I apologize. I, I'm really I've guessed and it's probably wrong and I, I really apologize for that. But you've done a really good one, good thing. Yes, you have signed up for a beach clean in Barcelona. Woohoo! Cleaning up those beautiful sun drenched beaches. That's yep, uh, get that that litter I also need to do a beach clean away from the good. marine environment where it is so much harder to remove. Nice. Precisely. Fancy heading, heading to the haunted house that is Halloween and climate change? Yes. You know, the reason I was so slow to introduce that for those few seconds was I was trying to think if there was like a pun or a joke, but my brain doesn't work under pressure at the moment. I'm sorry. There's, um, okay. There are a lot of Halloween puns, but they're also a little like, quite tired, I think. You know, I was going to call it a spooktacular episode and I just thought, come on, you can do better than that. And I thought maybe I can't do better mm. than that, but I still don't want to stoop that low, so watch now it come out and be called spooktacular because you really can't think of anything else <laughs> it might well be it might getting well be. down to the bare bones of the problem okay nice i knew i knew you'd come up with something nice there are quite a few parts carving our way through to- the issue sorry go on oh okay yeah nice okay bobbing for truths oh that that's it that's going to be the episode title bobbing for truth the environmental impact of halloween in that case cut this bit so it doesn't sound like it's just <laughs> you know a pub chat now i when i was doing my research i found myself googling the environmental impact of halloween and you know when autofill comes up and it tells you what other people have searched as you're typing in your query yeah. i got to environmental impact of ha and before halloween were having a child hardwood hair dye and hand sanitizer and i just thought That's good lord what am i doing with my day how we come up with our episode topics okay we'll see you next week on environmental impact of hair dye (laughs) yeah um but but one of the prevailing things was um just how insanely wasteful in several spheres this holiday can be and it's you know it's fairly similar as you hold a mirror up to christmas and birthdays and without trying to be a massive scrooge there is a lot of waste that is associated with these massive global mostly celebratory events so we thought we'd have a look at a couple of different spheres the first one being let's go obvious we'll talk about clothing and costumes what would your costume be this year lloyd if you were 
Or are you? Are you dressing up for Halloween this year? We do have a couple of parties at the end of the month, but it's a case of I would like to incorporate the baby bump in <gasps> some way. Yes. So I've been Googling for some. Some of them are, um, fall a bit flat. Some of the ideas I've seen are just genius. I saw one which looks pretty simple, which would be to um, both of us go as avocado halves. So yes. I cut like cardboard out. And then uh, Brian becomes the, the one with the stone. I love that. I love that. I.e. the bump. What, what are you going as? I don't have any big Halloween plans. So um, you do now. I'm going to do what my mum always taught me to do, which is turn off all the lights, pretend I'm not home and not have to deal with trick-or-treaters. No, that's a lie. We've oh, no, got we were talking on about the this and, recently. Um, and we think actually these days, if you just don't put anything outside your house to indicate Halloween... People don't tend to knock as much. No, it's true. And, and you know, Stranger Danger definitely plays into that. But we do know there's a couple of families just down next to us who we speak to quite a lot. And um, their kids are really sweet. So we always say to them, like, you can come and knock on our door. And um, then they know someone where they're going. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, um, drop them out the first floor window. And that's all you get. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah. lower a bucket. Yeah, so, so no- nothing massive. But that does mean that my uh, clothing or costume waste sphere... It's looking pretty good. Nice one. Mm. But clothing is a good place to start because more than 30 million people in the UK apparently now dress up for Halloween and in the family zone, more than 90% of families at least consider buying costumes every year now. Mm. And this means that about 7 million outfits in the UK are thrown away every year. It's mad, isn't it? The flip side of this... Which is about 2,000 tonnes of plastic waste um, generated from um, throwaway Halloween clothing, which is about 83 million bottles. We read the same article again. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just mad, isn't it? And um, a lot of the issues that kind of follow on for this are, I mean, it's wasteful in the sense that we're buying stuff that we only wear once. uh, But also a lot of it is made from plastic. Uh, not just like the components of the, you know, so if you've got like a mask or something, they're often made of plastic, but also the cheap material that all of the costumes are made of are more than likely polyester. I think it was found that 70% of Halloween costumes were mostly polyester. Mm. Polyester, of course, being plastic. Um, and then Halloween costumes essentially become a piece of single-use plastic because you wear them once. Yeah. And then most people will just will just get rid. And I, I get that everybody wants a new, you know, costume every year, but because of all the same problems with fast fashion also apply to how wasteful we are with costume clothing, not just crap clothing that we buy every day anyway, like it's, it's kind of hard to, I don't, I don't know how to articulate what I'm saying. I want to tell people to just rewear outfits and not care about it or like swap with friends or donate your outfits to a charity shop, or if you are buying a new outfit, buy it from a charity shop or Depop or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I also appreciate that a lot of people like taking a lot of time and effort in creating something bespoke and a bit mad. Yeah. Like a double avocado costume. Exactly. I mean, I always find the best ones, the best outfits are homemade ones that people pull together from bits of clothing and old bits of fabric and materials they have lying around. Um, which might not always be feasible. Some people, you know, their kids are like, I've got a Halloween party to go to, and you're like, I don't have time have to, to make Elsa. you. Yes. Yeah, I, ha- I have to be Elsa for this not Halloween, Halloween party. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, w- I would say consider 
swapping, seeing if any other families have existing costumes that can be used. Don't do this. Don't suffer alone. We all suffer, we all <laughs> suffer in costume creation together, which was a suggestion um, by Vogue, actually. I was reading an article in Vogue, which was um, very on point. They said that the North London Waste Authority found that 40% of costumes thrown out in 2016 had only been worn once. And we can do better. At least hang on to any outfits you buy. We can. We whether can. you, Have you a keep them for box. yourselves for next year or whether you give them to another family or whether you hold on to them to swap with friends, we can do better. A lot of the time I feel like you can cobble together a new outfit from various old outfits as well. If you've got your box of things that you wore for the last four yeah. years, you could repurpose like part of a pirate costume with part of a mummy costume and create something new and hilarious and on theme i'm sure but one thing that i did think could be quite a cool idea were i hosting a halloween party i'm not but if i were it would be fun to like make it a requirement that everyone's costumes had to be from a charity shop or something like yeah, that yeah, and yeah. then you know you have a budget of like you've got like seven pounds or something and then you force everyone to be really creative and you all end up on the same page on the same like starting point and you can end up with some really crazy stuff turn it into a fun competition prize for the best costume um but without it becoming a okay i'm gonna spend money on something single use and slutty or you know yeah try and win that way precisely um i would also suggest going on content creation social media things like pinterest mm. are fantastic for um people uploading all their ideas about things they've made i've literally as i was saying that typed in homemade pirate costume and there's all these ideas of how you can adjust like a white shirt to be ragged and like roll up some trousers and get a blue ribbon and um, things like that. And yeah, it's, it's just, there are ideas out there. Uh, if you, for example, have like a bag of stuff, like clothes you're going to take to the charity shop or clothes that are going to be thrown out, have a little look inside. Maybe have a little Google, a little Pinterest search and see see what you can do with it. Or again, get together with friends and like offer up all this stuff you've got maybe they've got stuff as well you can swap one of the other options that i did think of uh, and this is with my scrooge hat on or not necessarily do you have to have a costume party could you celebrate halloween by having all your mates around turning off the lights and watching horror movies yeah precisely it's interesting because i was reading that there are some in the uk for example there are some supermarket chains which are making changes to their halloween ranges including mm. costumes um which is great to see um like sainsbury's and morrison's i've seen and mns have got um initiatives to to reduce plastic that's used in their costumes or um to make sure that they are well made enough that mm. they're not considered disposable and they're more you know you can hand them down which is great but um i would definitely say see if you can do homemade first as a first option but uh, it is good to see that there is some action being taken. I saw one really cool uh, costume where a guy had basically got into what was essentially like a really big baggy plastic see-through boiler suit. No idea where one buys one of these, but he had one. But the, what he had filled it with was all of the plastic waste that he had made over a month. Oh, so that is scary. Not, yeah, that, that was exactly the point. He was like, the scariest thing I can think of is climate change. So I'm going to come as an environmental issue and I'm going to use this as a talking yeah. point. And also I've just created this waste anyway. So it's a good exercise for me to see what I've done. And it's kind of free because this was all my recycling bin. Um, he looks, he looks quite amazing. 
Exactly. And this is like it's a statement piece. Everyone talks about it. That's what we want. Buzz. Yeah. You earlier were talking about um, hosting your own Halloween party. Now, it doesn't sound like you're going to do that this month. You said you haven't got any plans, so I'm, I'm assuming no. you're not. Or, and, you know, unless I just wasn't invited, I don't know. But I'm having an absolute rager and uh, you're not invited. No, I, I just... after last time. I, I, can't, um, I can't be bothered. And also, you know, still kind of COVID. I don't know. But excluding all the parties I'm not invited to, if you are hosting a party, there is so much you can do to avoid waste and to make it more environmentally friendly. Mm. You can make your own decorations, making things. You probably want to set aside an afternoon for this making. A very good point I read was that if you have, for example, vases of dried flowers, some pumpkins that you've carved yourselves, groups of candles, like glass lanterns, fabric bats, that's much more atmospheric to me than um, like plastic banners mm. and random jack-o'-lanterns that are plastic on the yeah do, do, yeah do you see what i'm going with this like quite often like more homemade stuff oh absolutely um, gives you a much better vibe anyway if that's what you are going for with your party i read an article that said that spaghetti makes particularly good fake intestines of course it does so <laughs> you know have a look at what you've got your cupboards not as not just what's in your wardrobe but yeah no you're right i think using using candles and stuff is great but also you know turn off the lights save your energy but yeah the kind of well, the yeah, flickering uh, uh, ambiance of a candle is is just much better yeah 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 and also on the subject of energy uh, another good point i read was if you're having a lot of people in your house turn your thermostat down by one or two degrees because that many people is going to warm it up anyway Excellent very point. nice and no one's really going to notice it's halloween it's spooky to be cold yeah you want your goosebumps don't you but you can also avoid disposable plates cups cutlery mm-hmm Ha, we don't want those. If you have to get something disposable, I don't know what your situation is, but you ha- if you have to, look for biodegradable ones, ones that aren't plasticky or anything Nice like and that. compostable, paper-based ones. Yes, yeah. please. And yes, no please. glitter. We're, we're, oh, we're yeah. banning um, glitter. You can buy biodegradable glitter, can't you, these days, depending I on think, where you shop. I think I've read some... St- I, I, I'm, I may need to be fact-checked, but I think I've read some stuff about it still not being fantastic. When that it gets into the ecosystem, right. yeah. even though it does technically biodegrade more than your generic plastic uh, glitter, it's still not really a particularly eco solution. So my rule of thumb is better to avoid glitter. If you say no it. to glitter. Glitter isn't really Halloween anyway. What are you doing? That's for you know Valentine's Day or something. I don't know. Um, parties, yeah. Avoid disposable stuff. Use regular dishes and things, or if you have to buy biodegradable. Um, a great suggestion I read, um, which might just make you seem like a really real weirdo if you're hosting, is to um, use marker pens on people's name, like, so you can mark people's names on their cups, for example, oh. so that people are less inclined to, if you have got biodegradable disposable ones, less inclined to throw it away because they don't know which one's theirs. Yeah. You get a new one. Little little things like that. Or go to a charity shop, get some, you know not particularly fine china and use that instead there are there are always loads of really cheap glasses in charity shops if you don't mind having a really odd assortment of things that don't match particularly if it's just like you just keep in a box for when you have parties and that's just your assortment of party glasses you can get them like 20p for a glass and half the time they're glasses that people have stolen from a pub anywhere i don't know but or maybe that's just in bath there's always like pint glasses that look like they've come straight from a bar um so that adds to the uh the party vibe i suppose 
Yep, fantastic. And also, preempt litter, put out recycling bins for bottles and cans in an easily accessible place. Because, I mean, people might start putting it in the bin, or you might get some very good Samaritans who start clearing away, but just mm. shove everything into one bag, mm. um, which might be helpful, but at the same time, no. Or um, turn up as a recycling bin, clean up yes. around you, make it part of your act. And steadily get heavier throughout the night. Yeah. Make everyone think about the weight of their decisions. No, Something I like that. it would just be you carrying the burden, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is why I'm not invited to Halloween parties. Um, okay, so we've talked decorations. How about how about a bit of food? Um, yeah, let's talk food. I love food. Yeah. So trick-or-treating, quite hard to think about what to give. If you're the trick-or-treat, the one being trick-or-treated, if you have to provide the snacks for that activity, often it's quite easy to say, well, I'll just get a bag of Haribo that has lots of other little bags of Haribo or something in it because it's really easy to then give to the kids yes. that are at your door. Um, but it does mean that around Halloween, like sweet yep. wrappers, the consumption of double bagged sweets just goes even more mad than currently is. So you could go for wrapperless sweets. That's always an yes, option and let the kids put their grubby little fingers in the bag. Um, or you could even make your own treats. So one thing I was looking at was, yeah, make gingerbread men or make like rice crispy chocolate cakes or something that's really easy for you to do, but a massive crowd pleaser. And also then you look a little bit more like you are like in the Halloween spirit because you've made something, which is quite cool. It's a bit bit less like, oh, I've just nipped down the shop and bought whatever was reduced today. Um, You can make something quite cool. Yeah, there are quite a few companies that are starting to produce degradable packaging. Mm. Um, I know like Mars Wrigley for example are working with um, a biotech company to make like biodegradable sweet sweet wrappers which should be coming out soon Um, one example being the Skittles bag but again the idea of that is that you throw it away afterwards so if you can avoid any packaging at all Mm. that's always the first first stop there was always someone I didn't go trick-or-treating like every year as a kid but I went every now and again and there was always someone who would give out fruit on the street and I remember oh. thinking, perhaps it's just me, I remember thinking, oh, cool. Uh, and while well, my friends groaned. But actually, I now think that I would probably quite happily be that person and give yeah. out slightly healthy snacks to kids. Um, and, you know, like, I mean, I don't have an apple tree in my garden, but if I did, apples are also in season now, as are pumpkins, which is why we'll talk about pumpkins later. So yes, if are. you've got like a glut of apples or something, or you just want to be mixing things up and not necessarily plying all of our children with chemicals and additives and sugar and things that are going to make them hyper. Um, maybe maybe be the person that gives them some healthy snacks because apples come in their own packaging, you know? You don't need yeah. to be wrapped in plastic, or that kind of stuff. give them a treat for their mind. Maybe write some poetry, give them a verse. Oh, hello. Lloyd's doing like an open door theatre concert. Interesting. Yeah. Completely unrelated. My house gets egged every year and I don't know why. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's because you don't invite me to your Halloween parties. <laughs> That's a long throw from Bath. I'm very committed. And then on food, as well as with, with wrappers, you could also opt for fair trade and organic products, sweets and chocolate and stuff as well. Yes, another, you can. another fun yep. thing to consider when choosing your Halloween snacks, if you can. Often they're a bit more expensive, um, if it's within means. And um, not environmental, but please don't be the adult that when a child says trick or treat, you say trick. That always got my nerves because you just stare at them and they stare at you and then you'd be like, huh. 
Like we all know this is a thinly veiled beg for sweets. Okay. Yeah. There, this is the only, I haven't brought eggs yeah. to egg your house. I'm just here to get early onset diabetes. Thank you. Now hand yeah. over your treats. Yeah. You're clearly not going to stand on your head and do the alphabet backwards, are you? So <laughs> don't invite that on yourself. Have you had that just, experience just quite often? That sounds like that's that's well lived. Yeah, I, I used to get it all the time. Like some you know smart ass adult would be like, yeah. oh a trick, and you'd be like, ah, treat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Let's get on to our favourite gourd, the pumpkin, shall we? We can't talk yes. about the environmental impact of Halloween. In fact, you just can't talk about Halloween in general without mentioning the humble pumpkin. A lot of you have probably already had pumpkin spice lattes and um, pumpkin-flavoured beers. It depends how, how basic are our listeners. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're all pumpkin spice latte lovers. Actually, I don't think I've ever had one, so I can't really judge because they might no, be absolutely I, delicious. I'm sure they are lovely. That's why I have, I've avoided them. We're probably missing out, yeah. But back to you know food waste uh, and all of those things. Yeah, when we're talking about pumpkins in the context of Halloween, you can have a look at them through food waste, through emissions and through farming practices mm. as some of the big kind of red flags around the pumpkin season. And the World Economic Forum, here's a fun fact for you, reckons that 8 million pumpkins are thrown away after Halloween in the UK. So 10 million pumpkins are Whoa. grown in the UK and 95% of these are for the Halloween market. So we're not consuming pumpkins as a general foodstuff, even though they're very edible, nutritious and great for us and they grow really abundantly uh, in our climate they're pretty much all exclusively seen as a kind of decorative activity as opposed it's to... It's so weird, isn't it? Because it, it's basically like... Um, like Will a eat a butternut squash? Well, um, it is a squash, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you just think a lot of people, like pretty much everyone in the country, is against food waste. And you get so many people saying like, oh, I can't believe supermarkets throw out all this food waste. I can't believe um, like my coffee shop throws out sandwiches just because they're you know ever so slightly out of date mm. blah 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 and it's like but at the same time we're quite happy to let this one quite substantial mm. food crop just absolutely go to waste yeah well apparently one in three or a third of people in the uk say that they've become more aware of food waste since covid which is really one of the good upsides of covid because i remember when we did our episode on coronavirus and the potential environmental impacts we were still quite early on do you remember that quite a long time ago we were still very early on yes oh in God, the pandemic yeah. still sat in it now but you know we were unable to say like quantifiably what some of the what some of the ramifications were but this has now been surveyed that you know if 30 percent of people are more interested in and concerned about food waste that's a big chunk of people who are potentially helping us to fight yeah. all of the landfill and emissions and general total waste of food that comes with throwing away perfectly good food. And there is so much you can do with pumpkins. Mm. Do so you eat, much. You we, put... Would you eat yours? I mean, two thirds of people won't eat their pumpkins, apparently. Um, that percentage have, is lowering. But, but uh, we, I can't remember the last time I actually bought a pumpkin, to be honest. No, um, I, I will, I'll buy squash, like winter squash, um, yeah. when they're in season. Because one of my favourite recipes is if you make a curry... Um, like a nice red Thai curry or something, and you put the sauce in with the rice, then you can you can bake the squash if you hollow it out. Bake a squash, yeah. and then in the last like 10 minutes of it being baked, you put the curry in it, pop the hat back on, then you get this lovely squashy curry winter warming oh, dinner. You have to send me the recipe for that. That sounds delicious. But yeah, you oh, can make so curries, good. you can make risottos, yeah. you can make pies. Um, 
You can make more pies, soups. Soups, yeah, it's great. You can also, I mean, the flesh is great. You can use it in breads and cakes. Uh, You can make cheesecakes from it. You can even, if you wanted to go super savoury, you could make kimchi. There's loads of stuff you can do with the flesh. Oh, great idea. Can you, is it, I don't know if you've seen anything about putting it out for wildlife. Yes, I've got I've got some stuff on that. I thought this was quite interesting. Oh, yeah. Very good. Go on. So, um And that wasn't even set up. Well, so one of the things a lot of people think is, okay, great, the seeds, pumpkin seeds are great for wildlife. FYI, great for us too. Delicious when roasted. Just remove the gunky bits and roast them for a little bit and dry them out. Lovely as a snack or whack them in granola. But also birds uh, and a lot of small mammals will really like pumpkin seeds too. So you can remove the seeds when you're going in for your carving. Get rid of the gunky bits, dry them out a little bit and pop them outside. You can pop them on your bird table or you can scatter them on the ground for mammals and they will more than likely go down a treat. And one of the other things you can do with the pumpkin itself, if we're talking about the flesh, is you can create these really cool like temporary bird feeders. So you can either chop them up and leave them on a bird table where they generally will get nibbled at. The birds will eat the flesh or you can chop them up, leave them on the ground. And again, things like foxes uh, will generally come and have a nice bite. Deer quite like a bit of pumpkin. Um, or you can like leave it hollowed out, pop it on some string and then like fill the inside of it with a mixture of seeds and lard and raisins and mealworms and just create this really cool natural bird feeder. And then you can watch nice. the birds enjoy that for a couple of, uh, I don't know, a couple of days, maybe a week or two. I don't know how long That's it takes for cool. the pumpkin to go moldy. But as soon as you see it going moldy, pop it in the compost bin because you don't want to be giving the birds any kind of yeah. health problems. There but we once- go. So there's no excuses at all. First to not. Depends if you've got a garden, though, doesn't it? It does depend if you've got a garden. Um, But one thing I see. Sorry, sorry, what I mean is that there's no excuses to not use the pumpkin in some way, whether that's for ourselves or for animals. But if you, like me, are slightly obsessed with soil and your garden, you can also, and this I'd never heard before, um, if you chop it up, uh, you can bury bits of it in your in your ground i'm going to put it in my veg beds about 25 centimeters deep and then straight away it's put into the the nutritional layer where like the worms will get at it and it'll end up becoming like a deep fertilizer for your soil it's another another potential idea very and of course, cool compost it as well if you've got a compost yeah, bin yeah. why can you need compost and if you don't have a compost bin a lot of councils in the uk say just make sure you put your pumpkin carcass you know if you've left it outside and it's gone mm. a bit off and you're not going to eat it put your pumpkin carcass in your food bin where it's more likely to be composted by them or used for like biogas and stuff because if we're chucking them all in our main bins the volume of us all chucking our eight million pumpkins or whatever it is in our main bins all going into landfill not only does that put way more pressure on our like council services it also results in like a stonking amount more methane coming out of our landfill at this time of year from all of these organic matter pumpkins just degrading releasing this this greenhouse gas causing problems well, there we go. So please don't just throw your pumpkin if you can breath. help it. You mm. can eat it. You can feed it to animals. You can compost it. You can make novelty footballs out of them. You can use you the can... flesh as stamps and do crafting with your kids. Oh my word, there are so many ideas. Oh, oh, I forgot. The best thing about the bird feeder that I read was that it had been titled The Snack-O-Lantern. But there we go. How good's that? I'm buying a pumpkin just to make a snack a lantern. Wonderful. I mean, that's excellent. You should cut that from this episode and then just make it seem like you came up with that yourself. That's what I do. Oh, yeah. Well, I do crave attention and validation. So 
Oh, one last thing. Go on then. We mentioned just slightly at the top of the pumpkin segment. Uh, we mentioned emissions. We talked about emissions. We mentioned food waste. We've talked yes. about food waste. We didn't talk about farming practices. And I've slagged off a lot of farming practices in recent episodes, so I'm going to go easy. But I will just highlight that because of our crazy consumer demand for perfect, massive pumpkins that have to be ready by one exact date every year, it doesn't matter if the season's yeah. fluctuating, um, a lot of pesticides and fertilizers will be used on uh, pumpkin crops to try and make these big, bulbous, sexy pumpkins for people to go picking or to make it through the supermarket standard of what they will accept. So now that's something I hadn't considered before, mm. that when you've got a set date that things need to be ready by before mm. they become, in commercial terms, like useless, Yeah, that obviously they're going to force, force grow them and use fertilisers and all sorts. That's a very good point. Yeah. So I would say if you're going to your local, like... Um, farm to patch to go and pick your own pumpkins which looks like great fun I've, I've not done it but there is a couple nearby pick the ugly ones yeah i think i would say pick the ugly pumpkins because they're less likely to get chosen and more likely to go to waste so you can make sure that they have a happy end of life being a snacker lantern or whatever you choose to be that, that also applies to dating pick the ugly ones <laughs> so they have a happy happy life wow okay lovely life advice there from lloyd that's that's how Brownie picked me. Oh, the other half of your avocado. She followed the pumpkin rule. <laughs> uh, right, I think that is Halloween all wrapped up in a spooky bow. You yeah. Good presents on Halloween, do you? Um, it all shoved into a furry hell pit. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think I think we're done. That's the the haunted spirit. house of Halloween door is closed i can't do it i'm not as good as you i give up i'm gonna stop trying Spooky thank waste. you all so much <laughs> thank you so much for listening um we really hope this has been in some way useful if you're thinking about what yeah. you're doing for halloween later this week have a have a lovely halloween uh, yeah you actually have a great one just and if uh, you're not some, celebrating some it about. just have a nice weekend um yeah have a lovely non-pagan ritual weekend or non-American commercial holiday, as my dad yeah. calls it. Um, yes, yeah, so there's always more from us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at What Earth Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at For What It's Earth Podcast. Yes, and you can, can drop us a nice little email at For What It's Earth Pod at gmail.com. We genuinely really like hearing yeah. from you most of the time. And keep telling us all the lovely things you've been doing, your one good things, because as you've heard, we do read them out. Mostly because we love hearing what you have all been doing, partly because it lessens the need for us to do massive things at the beginning of the episode that sound impressive, so we get to defer to you instead. Oh, and it's great to get ideas as well. And it's great to get ideas and steal them from you, and then not credit you. So, <laughs> and here's a, a spooky legal disclaimer. Ooh. Ooh. Everything we said in this episode are our own views and are not that of our respective employers. Woo. We will see you soon for another episode. Happy haunting. Bye.